0: Howdy, folks, welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, episode fourteen, season two, episode four overall, the Sahara episode. This is uh, Prospector Denali.
1: This is Ryan in non-accent form
2: because we've learned that it causes technical difficulties.
1: They call me Gold dan
0: Co-host Jace Gold Oh, well, well howdy, Gold Dan? Looks like we got one of them city slickers with us today. Yeah, we picked him up on the way. Is that me? It is, Ryan. Jesus. Haven't you heard of improv theater? This is, you know, choose a character. Have a little fun.
2: We are all born in the same place. Oh, my God,
0: Ryan. It's called Yes, And. You know, I'm a prospector, Jace is Gold Pan Dan, and you are a city slicker from out of town. Oh. At least give us a name.
2: Uh... Frank,
0: what? Frank, Frank. Did I you say, say Frank,
2: Fred, or Frank. So
0: you chose both. I like Fred. I, I want to switch to Fred. Okay, you're Fred. Okay, City Slicker Fred.
2: Yeah, the f- most city name of all names. <laughs> city Slicker Fred. City Slick Fred. Okay.
0: And uh, what are we looking for? Um, rice. Yeah. We're looking for rice. Alrighty, we're looking for rice. I'm a prospector, and you also hired a gold panner. Look for rice. Well,
2: it's underground. I never underground heard of no underground rice. rice.
0: This must be some good shit.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it comes in on a railroad.
1: Oh, the rice does. Yeah. As previously discussed, okay, our only I... skills are gold panning. What, sir, what? Our treasure gold... hunter
0: theater has, has really come apart at the season. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I just watched a great treasure hunter movie called Sahara, and I just wanted to live a little in that space. And Ryan here is is bringing no, me I'm, freaking grounders.
2: I'm William H Macy, phoning it okay. in.
3: <laughs>
2: I don't know who that is. The admiral character. The admiral oh, character. the guy who he talks like this the whole movie. What? That's so the were, craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> You mean to tell me that if one drop of this chemical gets in the Atlantic Ocean, the entire
0: world will be destroyed? We should tell someone immediately. Well, he's seen a lot, Ryan. He's a complex character, and there's like 30 books building his character up so that you'll have that context, (laughs) Fortunately, You know, he's part of the Custlerverse. Well, folks, we're a podcast. We're a marathon podcast. Uh, when we dive into the works of a specific actor, we're four movies in uh, through Matthew McConaughey's career. Uh, we're gonna round out this uh, ten movie series in a couple of episodes here, uh, but we're we're halfway through on our embarkation uh, through McConaughey's mudroom. How are we feeling about McConaughey uh, th- this far in?
2: Honestly, I feel
0: decent. Uh, the issue is a lot of these are stinkers. <laughs> okay we've got we've got uh what ghost of girlfriends past mm-hmm. reign of fire mm-hmm. interstellar mm-hmm. i mean okay y- you've got middling movie bad movie great
3: movie whatever
0: we saw here <laughs> and uh you know yeah it's definitely an up and down i'm getting a little bit of whiplash <laughs> watching
3: yeah. all these movies.
0: <laughs> but you know what i'm not tired of mcconaughey though that's the thing like when he's on the screen I'm glued to the screen still. Mm-hmm. I'm still thoroughly entertained. He's
1: hired for a reason. And I just... I cannot figure out what it is.
0: What reason? It's the McConaughey magic, baby. Yeah. What did he do in this movie? A lot of adventure. Okay. We could, we could talk about McConaughey's role in this movie real quick. But let's, you know, we were, we were discussing beforehand, you know, we want the audience to get to know us a little better. Um, you know, because people like to know who we are on a personality spectrum um, that people can understand, right? Um, you know, we're not just we're not just three faceless randos mm-hmm. uh, embarking on this quest. You know, uh, we're real people, and and to help flesh us out as characters, um, I, I've got this personality another personality quiz, <laughs>
2: uh, so people can get yeah, to because know the us last better. one went so well.
0: Yeah, uh, so people know what our first are. Uh, they know our zodiac horoscope, I guess. Um, but now l- let's let's zoom in on on a much more accurate me- metric that's based in science. Um, let's figure out what which uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle we are. Um, so I've got a list here. Uh, this is from theHeroFarm.com, um, and there's like a quiz on here that's that's gonna decide which <laughs> of the four ninja turtles um you you best represent um so let me just let me just clear the the metric here um has everyone here seen ninja turtles or read the comics or anything like that
1: there's comics
0: okay perfect <clears throat> jace
1: along long yeah not i know there are four of them and there's a rat dude and they have one bad okay. guy that they fight basically the whole time i think Shredder.
0: Okay, this is gonna go great. Um, <laughs> so there's four members in the Ninja turtles. Wait. So uh, yeah. So I hold on. Yeah, so okay, I, I guess. Yeah. So Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, yeah. Claude no, Monet. Yeah. Okay.
2: Rembrandt.
1: <laughs> Monette, And
2: mm-hmm. Jeff Coons.
1: Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Ben Affleck. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um. Matthew McConaughey. And uh, I don't know.
0: Christian Bale. Whoever's gonna be season four of our show. Can you imagine, like, uh, like how different would these turtles be if they represent different artists? Because these guys are, are Renaissance artists, right? We got Leonardo, Rapha- Raphael, Michelangelo. You know, who? You know, what if we had like Andy Warhol or something? Is it, are we gonna have like hipster turtles? Um, are we gonna have turtles with like, Glocks or something?
1: There you go. That's they really... all have a they all have TikTok, and everyone knows oh, who yeah. they are because they're Andy... really good at TikToks.
0: Eddie Warhol, Warhol loves TikTok. He's huge. <laughs> he's one huge of the first
2: influencers.
0: Yeah. Is there is there um an artist that's that's on that same level like right now to make modern turtles? It'd have to be like musicians. So Post Malone, for example, um, would be one of the turtles. <laughs> yeah, someone who's who's the most <laughs> prolific. <laughs>
3: Honestly, the thing if, is, if we approached are...
2: Post Malone with that
0: idea, like right now, he'd be like, he'd mm-hmm. be on board. He'd do all four turtles. <laughs> it would be like his Norbit, you know, where he's, he's doing every, every roll. Because uh, the thing is, these turtles, they're stuck in 1400 because they got these 1400 names. They're using like ancient Japanese martial weapons, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But like, what if we train these turtles to use their opposable thumbs to hold an AK 47? They don't have opposable <laughs> the thumbs,
2: they? They have like three fingers.
0: They've got the three, yeah, the Spock hand, three That could pull a trigger. I'm just saying, you don't have to, have to be a pretty heavily weapons.
1: modified gun you know i mean you have to okay
0: a... is that okay what's more plausible training a mutant turtle to use nunchucks or fire a really simple firearm well,
3: uh... One of those
0: requires years of training i'm just saying well i think okay we're we're off track here yeah. let's let's get to let's get to the quiz guys uh, let's take this seriously so first of all you got leonardo who's the leader he he's the he's the one with the katana you've got michelangelo <laughs> uh the the funny wisecracker, he, he's got like the nunchucks and stuff, and then you got the Donatello, who's the tech nerd guy with the the fucking with bow staff thing, and then you've got, uh, of course, Raphael, the badass of the group. So, one of well the characters Dave. is just like a wild card. But <laughs> you're you're thinking of Michelangelo? Yeah, the orange one. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the one that rides, the, I think, the roller skates or the scooter, because they each have also their own wheeled uh mode of travel. But I think what. Yeah, so like, uh, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think like well, I have no Michelangelo idea. You say anything. Has a scooter. <laughs> Raphael, I'm pretty sure has a skateboard, but I think Donatella has like a straight up bicycle, <laughs> which I think makes so much more sense than the other than the other three. Is it like at least a mountain bike or like a,
1: a BMX bike as opposed to like a?
0: It's like a trick bike, <laughs> you know. Okay. It's yeah. it's what you'd find at the sick skate park because these guys are. You remember they're like. Fourteen, cool. I guess. Yeah, they're cool. You know, they're not. He's not going to be riding like a nerd commuter bike. He's going to be doing flips and shit on on the bike. Um. So keep that in mind when you when I'm quizzing you here. So, uh, I guess Jace, I'll start with you. Um. Let's let's do this. So, uh, so what do you first of all? What do you consider yourself? Strategist, fighter, laid back, or a leader? This is so fucking transparent. I can't even believe this shit. Strategist. Strategies. okay, okay. Okay, which statement applies, best applies to you? Family knows best. Oh my god, this is such a long fucking quiz. <laughs> this is a 12-question quiz. <laughs> you can have to go <laughs> fast.
1: I'll rapid fire, rapid fire.
0: Okay, okay, we'll rapid fire, okay. Uh, Family knows best, knowledge is power, the world needs a hero, pizza and parties, no one understands me, hard work pays off. Go.
1: <laughs> god, I thought there were gonna be four. Was that six? Pick one!
3: <laughs>
0: Pick uh, one now! Five, five. Five. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. No one understands me. Okay, perfect. Sounds like <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What's your favorite channel? Okay. You hate TV, history channel, food network, sci-fi channel. Go. Pick one now. Sci-fi Hurry. channel. Time's up. Sci-fi. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Your favorite mode of transportation. Car, you don't care, on foot, aircraft. Go. <laughs> uh, aircraft. Time's up. Let's, let's go <laughs> first instinct. If you had an extra hour of the day, which of these subjects would you spend more time studying? Physical education, history, math, science, or art? Go, Physical go, 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 go. We're doing great. We're making great time. <laughs> What's your favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni, lots of meat, cheese, or veggies? Pepperoni. And mushroom. So that's fucked. That's too late. It's too late. We're gone. Uh, when you visit a museum, what type of art catches your eye the most? Drawings, sculptures, paintings, architecture. Uh, Jace, th- we're running out of time. Uh, Clock's ticking. Paint uh, the second one. Pick one. Music sculptures. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're walking alone at night and take a wrong turn down a dark, dangerous alley. Which technique would you use to escape? <sighs> Blend it with a clever disguise, a good, good old fashioned fist fight, a distracting light show, disappear into the nearest shadows, your own smarts. Go. Disappear into the shadows. We're almost done. Your friends invite you to play a board game. Which character token would you choose? Wizard, Dwarf, Ranger, Elf. Hey, we do this.
1: Wizard, Dwarf, Ranger. Uh,
0: ranger. Okay. Ranger it is. If you had to choose, what would you fear the most? Why were Letting three your peers of down... those archetypes and one was dwarf? <laughs> <laughs> one was a race? <laughs> okay. okay. If you had to choose, what would you fear the most? Letting your peers down, being attacked by a big roach, <laughs> losing your girlfriend, or being attacked by a squirrel? <laughs> one of those is not like the other. <laughs> uh, being attacked by a big roach. <laughs> okay. 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 If you moved to Italy, which city would you live in? Caprese, Urbino, Vinci, or Florence? Florence.
1: I don't know the other three.
0: (laughs) Which artwork do you admire the most? Okay, so I'm going to describe these artworks to you. (laughs) Okay, one of them is the Sistine Chapel ceiling. Uh, The next one is a Mona Lisa. The other one is called a Magdalene Magdalene... penitent it's like a statue of like i'm assuming the virgin mary and then another one is saint george and the dragon and it's a picture of a guy on a fat horse swinging a sword at a dragon
1: <laughs> yeah number four baby
0: okay all right saint george and the dragon oh man we made great time jace let's see here what do we got um okay enter, insert credit card number okay all right uh jace you are <laughs> you are a Raphael the badass with the sigh. Yeah, I could have called that one. I wonder if the first one was the deciding factor, and the rest of that was just bullshit to make me click a bunch of questions. <laughs> They're like, okay, leader, fighter, the cool one, the funny one, go. Wait, what do uh, I ride? ride? What's my... sorry.
1: Uh, Raphael, you... let me...
2: Plane. Let me... I'm a, a uh, yeah, Raphael flies an
0: airplane. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've got a jetpack for local travel.
0: Yeah, he does uh, fly an F-22 through New York streets and uh, carpet box his enemies. You... <laughs> he owns the fucking skies. Okay, let me see. I'm trying to find a picture. I believe he's, this, he's a skateboarder. Now, Ryan, are you ready for a 12-question lightning round? Yeah. Yes. You, how Wait. about
2: the, you just ask me the question, and I'll answer it, and you pick the answer that's, like, closest.
0: What? There's, there's so many. Okay, I guess I'll just, I'll figure out where your head's at with this. Okay, um, no pressure, Ryan. So well, that way you don't um, have to read off every single option. Okay. Um. All right. We'll give it a try. And Ryan, just like Jace did, I want you to use your first gut instinct. Yeah, like to uh, uh, find what, the truest what, Ninja Turtle. What are those yeah. games called? Like
2: association games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like that. You know. Um. Okay. What do you consider yourself? Strategist, fighter, laid back, or leader? Uh-huh. Laid back. Okay. Which statement best applies to you? Family knows best. Knowledge is power. The world needs a hero. Pizza and parties. No one understands me. Hard work pays off. Go. Pizza Hurry. and parties. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite channel? You hate TV, history channel, food network, sci-fi channel. Go. Sci-fi. All right. Making great time. What's your favorite mode of transportation? Car, don't care, um, on foot, air Subway. On foot, I guess. Yeah. If you had an extra hour in the day, which of these subjects would you spend more time studying?
2: Um, booze. <laughs>
0: History.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, your favorite pizza topping? Pineapple. I guess that's veggies. Uh, when you choose a museum, what type of art catches your eye most? Drawing, sculptures, Those painting, or big ass Jackson Pollocks? That's going to be paintings. You're walking alone at night and take a dark wrong turn down a dark, dangerous alley. Which technique would you use to escape? I give them all my money and say, "Just please don't hurt me." <laughs> that is your own smarts. That is definitely that. <laughs> Uh, Your friends invite you to play a board game. Which character token would you choose? Dwarf. Wizard, dwarf. Dwarf. Okay, there it is. Uh, If you had to choose, what would you fear the most? Let me read these. Letting your peers down. (laughs) Losing your girlfriend is definitely the answer to that one. (laughs) Yeah, that was. If you moved to Italy, which city would you live in? Florence. I should... Okay, you remember that one. All right. Um, Which artwork do you admire the most? Do you remember what I said to Jace? Yeah, there was uh, the dragon. You want the dragon? Yeah, the dragon. Why would anybody
2: else pick anything I but the dragon? Like I feel
0: like I sold that dragon one too well and both you guys picked it. Because it sounded really awesome. Oh, well, no one with the fucking dragon. Didn't... Maybe the other one's had a dragon. Yeah. Okay, all right, fine. You, you got Leonardo. Congratulations. You Which got the best that? one. He's the leader. He's the one with the blue headband and the and the katana.
2: Really? The leader just gives up his money and runs
0: away? <laughs> <laughs> you said you'd use your smarts, but I guess that's implied in the answer. Jay said yeah. he'd kick ass. Well, Leonardo's a delegator. Like, when you watch the actual cartoon, he actually doesn't use his swords at all. He's more like, guys, protect me. And he cries. Eh,
2: it's all right, though. All
0: right, we got Leonardo, Raphael. You know what? I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to take this quiz real quick, and we'll just edit out the space. Because um, uh, I'm Which curious i Which one's I'll the get... nervous wreck?
1: Do, do, yeah, the ner- do, do, that's
0: going to do, be do, Donatello. Do, I'm going to fucking figure do, this. <laughs> do, 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 I'm going to take it. I'm going to take this quiz briefly. Um, you two just take over the podcast while I, while I take this quiz it's
2: fine, uh, finally so Jace uh, call me by my name, uh,
1: Raphael
2: oh I thought you were Prospector Jim
1: Dan you can't even remember my
2: Prospector Dan you.
1: uh what, got what's going of, on did you of...
2: like the movie
1: yeah I love the movie
2: we're lost without Denali
1: but you like the movie? Yeah, I love the movie.
2: Oh, we're going to get into this, man. It's a
1: simple hero's tale. We're going to be at each Excellent throats. world building. What? And it, yeah, everything that what they that, describe. What the,
3: talk
2: about the solar pl- energy plant, then.
1: What about it? What's going on there? <sighs> Generation of electricity transformed into sub, subsystems underneath that's Harnessed and funneled to reach five thousand degrees, which is the exact temperature of the surface of the sun used to uh, vaporize volatile materials and toxins. Why what? Because getting rid of hazardous waste is one of the biggest problems in the world but that's not getting rid of it it's just turning it into vapor yeah. Yeah,
2: that's like the worst form. You want it solid. You don't want it vapor. That's like we we take stuff from the air and we turn it mm. into solid waste. We don't
1: want a liquid. Like they, they were they were leaching. I mean, technically, at that temperature, the vaporization of any long chain hydrocarbons is going to be turning everything. I finished
0: in. the quiz. I hope you guys. I hope you guys took the wheel. You know, on that one, and and really kept the audience entertained. I'm, I was kind of zoned out. I'm sorry, who are you? Um. Oh, sorry, sorry, um, I am, I don't know his voice, Donatello. (laughs) (laughs) I could have guessed that one. (laughs) And I feel like all of my answers were very obviously Donatello. I Uh, can't believe I'm the leader. I can't believe it. I'm the leader? I'm the guy with the fucking bow staff. (laughs) Yeah, okay, (laughs) let it be real. Didn't you say he was the nerdy one? He was the nerd one who makes the gadgets. And so he's like wait, according to my calculations. So so, yeah, I feel time. like
1: that's <laughs> it.
2: So wait, so I have like swords and shit. What does yeah. Jace have? Psy. He's got these killer sai. Oh yeah, those like those little knives. We've seen the Psy, We've seen and, Psy before.
0: Yeah, we've seen him in action plenty. And have you yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there we've though. seen my weapon in action plenty as yeah, well. <laughs> and, and so
2: you and so you have a stick?
0: Uh both both staff, staff. yes. Uh, technically, if you want to call it a stick.
2: Okay, I'll call it a stick.
0: Okay, so wait, so Jace has. So wait, has, hold um, on. I want to get this straight. Yeah. So, like, you okay.
2: are the guy who makes all the inventions,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the thing you came up with is a stick.
0: Well, it's... I I don't have a lot of spare time. Okay, you guys have a lot of other time to fucking play around with your forged steel bullshit, dude. Okay, like. You guys are like pick a weapon, and I'm busy like hacking the UN and solving world then, crises Denali, and shit. Denali, and
1: I, Denali, the bow staff. It's is Donatello. A very, that's Donatello. a weird
3: pronunciation of my name.
1: The bow staff is very defensive. It fits your personality. Correct.
3: It's a it Perfect
1: combination of keep your enemies at bay and then thwack them in the head and kill them.
0: So thank. You. No, I don't kill. I I pick oh, the only non-lethal weapon That's Michelangelo. Yeah, <laughs> TBIs. <laughs> TBIs, I break bones, I put them under crushing med- <laughs> medical debt, that's very important. Uh, so that they cannot escape the, uh, the horrible, uh, vicious cycle of a life of crime. <laughs> Are the Ninja Turtles fucked up? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, they're mutant turtles.
0: You know what's actually, like, I don't- you guys might know this, but like, the Ninja Turtles take place in the same universe as Daredevil. Yeah, um, it's the same truck. Yeah, it's the same goo, right? Like cause it sprays them in the eyes and it goes down and it goes to the
2: turtles. <laughs> it goes down the sewer, yeah.
0: And then like the the splinter, the rat also like, you know, becomes the mutant rat. I mean, what a wild ass idea. Like I think Ninja Turtles has pierced our our culture. It it won the Ninja Turtles won the culture war. It's normalized for us. But when you think about the concept, it is fucking insane. Yeah.
2: Who green lighted that? You know, like I, I feel like we could walk into a boardroom with our mm-hmm. crazy, you know, shitstorm lobster cane yep. ideas and uh come out with something a little more co- coherent than the Ninja Turtles.
0: The answer may be cocaine. Um did we did we ever explain the lobster cane idea uh on, on, on a hot mic? Should oh, we should we explain? Should, do you briefly? want to do an elevator pitch? Let's just do a quick pitch for our audience because um, I don't think we covered it in in the town. I think we were talking about lobsters and we, we did it behind the scenes. Um, let's just get it. Let's oh, get it yeah. on recording so no one steals our idea. Real quick.
1: Okay. Um, we'll write
0: it down first.
1: I I did write okay, it Jace, down. Okay,
0: Jace, write it down. Okay. I have it written down. It's fixed in a tangible medium.
1: Fixed in a tangible.
0: Okay, medium. so now if anyone decides to do a lobster disaster movie, <clears throat> they can't now because <laughs> we came up the idea first. Yeah. All right.
1: Okay. Some sometime uh, in hmm. it, in the precipice of World War II, fissile material was dropped in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the world building. <laughs> the, yeah, there has to be world building. So okay, okay, go ahead. Now it's twenty twenty one. We we're seeing now more than ever the effects of climate change, and for whatever reason, a rogue hurricane has formed in the Atlantic Ocean. Never before seen.
2: Is there any? Is there is there a hurricane that's not rogue?
1: Generally, um, they follow some subset of patterns. They, they travel, have rules. So ca- they yeah. have guidelines. They follow. no. Yes and no. I guess
0: <laughs> they see like a school bus full of children. They're like, ah, oh, no, I'm not that kind of hurricane, <laughs> you know. And they they divert to like you know to a okay. really well developed neighborhood or something, you know, something that's <laughs> worth like you know not not perpetuating class warfare, you know. This is rogue, man. This hurricane has no rules. Go ahead, Jace. Sorry. I'm just I'm helping your pitch.
1: So, uh, as rogue hurricane, as we've discussed, formed in the Atlantic Ocean over the bed of what is now an ancient slough of a lobster den where fissile material has, uh, over time, irradiated lobsters in this nutrient-rich environment, allowing them to overcome the amount of energy it takes to shed and molt causing the growth of larger and larger lobsters dog-sized
0: if This you will. is will science we had a science consultant <laughs>
1: the, the hurricane that forms in the atlantic ocean is on track to hit miami mm-hmm. because nobody there believes in climate change
0: <laughs> so they don't oh so this is like <laughs> so they, they this is like godzilla <laughs> where it's a force of nature fighting against humanity it's yep. like nature coming back at us. Okay.
1: Yeah. So they they see nothing wrong. Uh, they ignore. They ignore everyone. It's like why 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 would a hurricane form at the Atlantic Ocean? That doesn't make any sense. Wait. Yeah. It's a small wait, Jace, one. I have to interrupt um, you. But the hurricane okay, dredges well, that's, up. And carries... That's where hurricanes come from. The the northern land. Okay, oh, like... I forgot that there's. Well, yeah. The Atlantic stretches all the way from the top
0: down to the bottom, doesn't it? That's exactly so. He, the Hur- hurricane has to pick up the lobsters over by Boston and travel, like, <laughs> yeah, thousand okay, miles. That's why it's rogue.
1: Okay, guys, that's a- why it's rogue.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it yeah it, sorry. No okay, rules. maybe maybe I didn't describe
1: <laughs> it that well. Just all turns enough. the wheel. This, this hurricane forms in the North Atlantic up near Boston, grabs <laughs> not, the lobsters, not down near the equator so grabs the lobsters there's a newsreel scene where a person, where a uh, someone on the news is like we've never seen this before there's never been a hurricane from the north atlantic it comes down and everyone in miami is just like oh whatever it's another category Two hurricane we don't need to we don't need to leave we'll hold up in our yeah, house we've seen this before and the the hurricane carries these giant lobsters in and uh in the middle, my favorite scene is is ryan's in the middle of the night you know there's wind battering somebody's house in miami uh their power is flickering you can see the alarm clock like resetting back to 12 every time it goes off and the woman that lives in the house she gets up needs water uh you know a bottle of water from downstairs because i can't trust the water right now there's a hurricane she steps up out of the foot of the bed and a lobster clock comes and it pinches her ACL. <laughs> not her acl sorry her achilles tendon and she falls down it's a surgeon "Ah! (laughs) lobster. and then she's killed by a a much larger lobster yeah
2: a larger lobster comes up the stairs
1: oh after it kills her dog right yeah
2: yeah we hear the dog being killed off screen and then we that
1: wakes her up initially (laughs) though
2: oh yeah and then she goes maybe one of her uh Windows like her shutters comes mm-hmm. open, and that's what she and then she gets out of bed to go like close
0: it. Oh, yeah. If I can be just a, a Hollywood executive, real quick, just to mm-hmm. kind of, I'm gonna try to drill like grill you guys a little bit to help you defend the script. Mm-hmm. Um, so why does it have to happen in Miami? Like, why couldn't this hurricane oh, hit Boston Yeah, so directly? okay, so the reason is
2: because we rather shoot a movie in Miami,
1: it's nicer there. Um, it's nice, okay, Cubanos, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, not for um, me. For me, not for him. They probably have Ruben somewhere, but so you I want? Think they you...
2: they had, well, yeah, the, yeah Cubanos. Like the lobsters, it's like, it's like the brother of the Ruben.
0: Yeah, the lobsters are are being carried, right? So they're on a, all like a direct flight, basically down all the way down mm-hmm. to Florida. Yeah, have you seen well, Sharknado? about,
1: I know this. It's twelve a little, hours. It's a deep out cut out of the water. Yeah, yeah, it's a deep cut. But if you've seen Sharknado. You can understand the naming convention, lobster
0: cane. So are that... we are we gonna run into some legal issues, some DMCA? And, no, that's fine. Uh, is no. this too close to Sharknado? No, that's fine. You you've got two sea creatures in a uh, vortex form. Very uh, useful one, two different types
1: of animals, two okay. two completely different type of natural. <laughs> different types of storm.
0: Yeah. It's totally different. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, d- uh, I mean, are we gonna get like movies like Earthworm Earthquake or something? I don't know. Just random fucking.
3: Okay, I'm. I'm. (laughs)
0: I'm, What's more natural disasters? (laughs) Pick an animal. Pick a natural disaster. Flamingo volcano. Go.
1: Sir, 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 sir. sir, Hold your ideas in. Okay, we're pitching you this one. You're grilling us right now, but you're coming up with a landmine. I'm sorry. There's just so much cocaine. You're hired.
3: Yeah, they're being, it o- take it. they're being
1: carried. They're being carried along by the hurricane. What's what's wrong? I
2: they really don't, like, don't think that's the worst part of the plot. They live like, in the water. worst part of the guys. We this is all setup. We this is all just th- okay, yeah, world, world building. But yeah, like, because the, the actual plot I want Jace to get to. Does Jace
3: lectures
2: out
1: the plot. I mean, we've got ideas for the plot, and
2: um, this is why. Yeah, this is how. And okay. the, the government. Needs to find out how you know to stop the lobsters, but their exoskeletons, the bolts are bouncing right off their exoskeletons, yeah. mm-hmm. so they have to find a way to like at least subdue the lobsters, and that's where our heroes come in, mm-hmm.
0: the deli dudes, the deli dudes. Now we've got, but that's gonna the tie-in's gonna come in like two thirds into the movie, I think. Um, that way it's kind of like a surprise. What? You know, two
2: thirds of... in the movie? Have you ever paced yeah, well, anything? Well...
0: Well, you don't want people to know it's a Deadly Dudes movie until the end. Then why are they not coming... Yeah, why are they watching the movie? Is it a
1: movie or a natural disaster Can you
0: imagine movie? if there's a zombie apocalypse movie and then the Avengers show up two-thirds of the way in and blast all the zombies to oblivion? That'd be incredible, dude. That'd win, like, every single Oscar for the next 10 years. They have to remake That's... the rules just so that movie wouldn't win every year. That's
2: actually pretty funny. Make it, like, a legit natural disaster slash thriller horror movie for the first 40... Five minutes and then all yeah. of a sudden boom like shit storm comes in
0: <laughs> so the lobsters show up the mutant lobsters show up in florida and then yeah. are we flashing forward 20 years society's collapsed and then people are trying to deal with living in the post no world. i want
2: because okay because when the u.s government finds out remember this so the u.s government finds out that this is all happening and they're trying okay. to figure out where the fuck these lobsters are going And they've somehow GPS tagged like one lobster or something, and they find out that the lobster is going towards what is it, Iowa or Nebraska or something, where that giant band of rubber band or giant ball of rubber bands is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's the giant ball of rubber bands from which all other rubber bands come, Mm -hmm. like the dragon and rain of fire.
1: Oh my God, get get getting the source. It's in Lauderdale, Florida. Wait, wait. Okay, that might not be the the big one, no, wait, no but way. the largest rubber band ball weighs four thousand kilograms. was made by Joel Wall, USA, and was measured in Lauder Hill, Florida, USA, on thirteenth of November, two thousand and eight. Okay, so that the world's biggest the rubber band ball was made and measured in Florida. That might yeah. not be the the. Uh, there's the attraction.
2: They're so they're attacking our defenses, and that's our ball. only line of defenses. And that's where Quick Draw comes in. And Quick Draw, like, is like I'll assemble my crew, you know. And that's like the Ocean's Eleven scene when he's going around to all the different, all the different guys, recruiting his old his old squad. And it's like I thought we were retired. One more job, well, baby. One we, more job.
0: We haven't seen. You gotta explain to Quick Draw as if case people quit, people jump episodes. Oh, Quick you know, Draw gotta...
2: is a superhero who can shoot rubber bands really accurately and quickly. On mm-hmm. his finger guns,
0: yeah, it's a good it's a great superpower,
2: <laughs> and so he's the perfect super superhero to take down the lobster invasion
1: We're Rubber bands, assuming the lobsters are so this is the direction we could take with the superhero film, but that <clears throat> you could also take the whole film as like um a, a non sentient kind of malevolent force of lobsters kind of horror movie right where you still can't yeah. pierce through their skeleton and you got a a, gr- a gritty I... walking walking zombie walking lobsters kind of
2: <laughs> so i was thinking like this like it's a hive mind situation okay. and kind of like cloverfield like in the back of the storm like maybe like there's a lightning strike way deep in the storm and you see just the silhouette of a giant like Ten thousand foot tall lobster.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. And then
2: credits. Directed by. Good boys gone bland.
1: Yeah, actually, that's good because yeah, or, we're, we can't okay. cut anything out. There's fissile material under underwater, and this hurricane brought these, so there could be a fucking huge lobster.
2: There's, there's a bit. Oh. It's the the via thing. Yeah. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. this is what you know. We thought it was just part of the Mid Atlantic Ridge.
1: And this, and then it's we actually cut a to, lobster. we spend 90% of our money getting Mark Wahlberg to take a bite mm-hmm. out of a lobster roll. That's the last, right after that. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, that's what I call a lobster roll from Market Basket or something. And, and that's, that's how we how get our product placement. To, to fund the whole movie. Oh.
1: I was going to say, for, for our fans who've never watched a movie before this podcast, and only before. watched the movies <laughs> that we've pitched... Um, (laughs) I think what Ryan and Denali meant to say is a scene where you get all your friends like in Armageddon, um, not like in, oh yeah, yes, sorry.
3: (laughs)
0: Ocean 11.
2: Oh, when we get to our Matt Damon season, I can explain that
0: one then. Yeah. So you're, you're imagining a dystopian future where we are found and there's a religion formed around our podcast where all people only watch the movies that we, uh, we talk about.
2: More of a cult. Speaking of movies that have way too much stuff going on, <laughs> we watched a movie. Yeah, this week. I think,
0: uh, yes, we did. We kind of got away from it a little bit there, guys. When people click on the Sahara episode, I think they're gonna they're gonna be a little confused for the first uh, half hour. Or so yeah, a little <laughs> bit of jet lag. <laughs> little little bit of uh, wheel in here, but we're we're back on course. Yeah, we're uh let's <laughs> let's talk about Sahara, the very good Matthew McConaughey movie we watched this week. Um, I understand it's my turn to do the synopsis of this movie here. Uh, I finished this movie about 20 minutes before we started this podcast. Um, this is a very difficult movie to to synopsize. All right, so where to begin with this movie, man? Because this, I thought this movie was like a fun Disney movie that was like an adventure story that was rated PG. And I did not expect a Clive Custler movie (laughs) where it spirals into like this fucking crazy. Okay, let me just start from the beginning. Um, God, it starts in 1863 (laughs) during the Civil War um there's ironclad battleship uh run by the confederates they're losing the battle i guess they load it up with a bunch of coins or some shit and they're on a desperate mission to like take the coins away they shipwreck in west africa presumably um flash forward 150 years and you've got dirk pitt and al giordano played by uh, matthew mcconaughey and uh, uh what's his name steve zahn respectively now these guys are your typical average Joes who are uh, retired Navy SEALs slash treasure hunters slash professional divers. Um, and they patrol the world looking for lost treasures, I guess. They and, were uh, they're in Yeah, and that's a real organization. Yeah. Started by Clive Cussler. I read that, yeah. Um, and then, oh, shit. So so Matthew McConaughey is looking for this shipwrecked uh, Confederate ironclad in the middle, middle of the African desert uh, he meets Eva Rojas, uh, played by Penelope Cruz, who is a World Health Organization doctor. She's, like, investigating this plague that's, like, hitting uh, Mali and, and Niger, I guess. Um, and their paths cross... There's this whole intergovernmental conspiracy <laughs> where, like, uh, toxic pollutants are leaching into the Niger River and, like, killing a bunch of people. Um, and if if these pollutants reach the Atlantic Ocean, somehow they'll circulate through the entire world and kill all uh, plant and animal life. Uh, shit. Uh, back to the treasure hunt, though. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's going through the desert, uh, f- trying to get past warlords and rebels and stuff, and then finds out. That this somehow the treasures intertwined with like the same people is or I, fuck man I'm I'm, I'm losing myself mid synopsis dude that's how crazy this movie was there like it two, really unravels it's
1: two separate plot lines that they had to okay, bring movies. together two what? two movies
0: that they had it, to it's, use it's together all a giant reasons.
2: coincidence right like they, they're not related at all like they're not related Matthew McConaughey is doing two things at once.
0: Okay, but he's he's tracking the ship and he's like, he, it's implied that he's the ship is the causing ship. these pollutants. No, But then it, it doesn't, though. It's no. not causing these pollutants. The shi- he's like, that. I don't think it's he's like at all you tr- the ship you is find doing it. The, you, That's like, you what find I the thought ship. the
2: whole fucking movie. What? Yeah, same you movie. find the ship, you find the pollutants.
1: No, then, you find the ship, you find the underground river. They're on the same course. The ship had to it follow a, the river to get to where it was, the underground river is
0: how the pollutants are spreading. Correct, but then there was—he th- talked to the priest in in Morocco, the, ship the one had the library. Yeah, he was like, "The ship brought a fucking plague and it killed a bunch of people."
1: I think that was because there were a bunch of dead people on board. I didn't think that was because uh, it
0: killed. Well, a it was of like... said it, oh, I thought it, it killed, like, death, yeah. hundreds of people. But then the ship is on top of an underground river. And it's leaking. See, this is this is the problem with this movie too. It's just like, steel, so though. Much... It's it's a boat. It's made of iron. There's more. Iron doesn't
1: leach shit into the water. As far there's they never explain
0: the where the fuck, where the <laughs> okay. pollutants are coming from either. They never explain it.
2: They didn't explain anything. They
3: did.
1: What?
0: Where's did the pol- they okay.
1: okay? Please tell me where
0: the pollutants what, came
2: what, from. What? What is the pollutant?
1: The pollutants are uh, benzates, nitrates, and heavy metals. Yes. That are uh, what's brown. bad about those? Well, okay, like, do, like, we don't have to get into a biochemistry lesson, but no, like, I mean, like, I don't understand. Are they, like,
2: are those okay? Well, are those, those are bad? well, the they're How else are you gonna yeah. say
1: that in a movie? They weren't gonna do a whole chem lab, but hey, okay, why so the, did they have them? The so, this is so initially plague. This is why the World Health Organization thing is brought in. We go through okay. Eva Rojas's entire arc to find out that it's not a plague, it's not a sickness. Yes, there are. Uh, there are things in the water that are causing people to get sick. So the be- yeah, okay. the vessels and the nitrites, On the same blah, track. Blah, blah. Okay. The uh, Eves, the guy that runs the company, is yes. has his toxic waste disposal company set up in Mali because it's unregulated. So he's using cutting edge scientific technology to attempt to destroy toxic
0: waste. Okay, where's the waste coming from though? Yeah, that's they're, the question.
1: They're they're bringing it in. I don't that's kind of it's coming in on the trains. It's being brought to him. He's buying it to get rid of it.
0: Okay, okay. So there
1: is there so is no source. So of Okay. The waste. So it's, it's very it was very vague. They're br- yes, they are bringing okay. chemicals there to destroy them. And when he saves Eva Rojas, he's like <sighs> he's like there's oh yeah, there's bad science. He's like but you know, we bring the chemicals in and there's downtime because we live, we're in the desert, there's a sandstorm, it destroys the sand panels and we can't collect solar energy to destroy them. And then he says- I thought
2: the chemicals- Oh, go ahead.
1: Then he's like, he's like, so we developed laminates to protect the solar panels so we don't lose productivity so we can keep destroying the chemicals. (laughs) But he was like, when there's downtime, they store the chemicals underground and then the chemicals leach into the water. So I thought
2: that the laminate- on the solar panels was the contaminant no, like, it's so this new can, uh... substance that they came up with to get more energy out of the solar panels was actually really toxic and they had to get rid of it somehow so they used the solar panels to explode it but not all the time. Okay, see, this, this is... is a
1: benefit of me watching this movie multiple times. <laughs> yeah,
0: like this is what I was saying. Like this was supposed to be like a fun adventure movie, and we're talking about like solar panel laminates and like solar processing p- plants and incineration of like toxic waste. Like this, this movie really got away from itself, <laughs> much like this episode. Um, so, and let let me sorry. Let me, thank you, Jace, for clearing that up. I I appreciate that because I was very confused. Um, <laughs> let me wrap this synopsis up for the love of God. <laughs> um, so they find the source of the contaminants, which is this bogus contamination incineration place that happens to be leaching contaminants into the water supply, killing a bunch of people, um, et cetera. On the way, Matthew McConaughey and his buddy uses their awesome Navy SEAL skills to, like, I guess, commit a bunch of war crimes and, uh, you know, uh, basically kill all the bad guys uh, to help ruin the the plan to leach all these toxic waste and then they happen to find the confederate ship full of gold yippee the day is saved um he gets the lady i guess at the end that was kind of it was kind of a random you mean the bay of yeah. monterey
3: huh?
0: yeah the bay of monterey it right. <laughs> was putting the moves on her the whole movie i guess and so they get together um him and penelope cruz and then uh, i guess that's the roll credits but like that's skipping over a lot of fucking two hour of tangled mess that i watched <laughs> like I, that was i was harder to explain than, than paycheck i think hmm. there was a lot here i feel like this was a clive cussler novel right yeah. so clive cussler's kind of in the same uh dad core novel <laughs> uh you know it's like tom you tom clancy's you're your michael crichtons um you know like it's kind of like action you know fucking indiana jones light <laughs> yeah indiana Ocean. jones type of movies yeah and i heard this book is actually extremely long it's the longest book clive Custler has in his like collection and i think they crammed it all into this really jumbled mess um, so i,
2: I kind of do have a, like a question about that uh yeah. and th- this goes back to why the hell would you pay somebody so much money for this like the rights mm-hmm. of this novel because that, that, that's an urban legend that goes with this is that like they paid him more than like anybody else has like ever been paid 10 for million the right dollars the novel yeah and then <laughs> they also gave him creative control like those two things are swapped <laughs> they, they, they had the world's worst negotiator they're like how about this we give you more money than we've ever given anybody and we give you more control <laughs> than we've ever given anybody. Like those usually are the, the <laughs> barbecue chips get? that you <laughs> slide in opposite directions. Uh, this, you movie... know, and, it, and it you write me
0: into one of your books.
3: <laughs>
2: <That's> what... <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, is like if yeah. you chopped this idea up and kind of shamelessly ripped it off and cut out half. Of the nonsense and made it either about the, the missing ship or the toxic stuff, you would have a perfectly okay movie and you
0: wouldn't need to get the rights from the guy. Yeah, you'd have two okay movies instead of one uh, mess.
1: <laughs> we're, we're, you guys are shitting on it pretty hard. This movie made $120 million. <laughs> if it wasn't for,
0: the, oh yeah, that was the the, the, uh...
1: <laughs> the fiasco. That was the shit show of paying him, and the I want to do a whole segment on how much money they spent on stupid shit for this movie. Mm-hmm. It was the best movie that performed that weekend, I think, on its release. It is often. I'm reading this from Wikipedia.
0: Well. <gasps> listed as among among the biggest
1: it box office failures
0: of all time.
1: Yeah, they lost seventy million dollars on it because of production cost. It was supposed to be an $80 million movie.
0: This, That's yeah. nuts. I'm assuming you guys probably read some of the background of this movie um, from the way <laughs> I, you guys are talking about it. I
2: read the it's, thing about how crazy the budget was with the um, r- ultra-conservative billionaire producer who like, really wanted this movie to be made, but then like heavily censored it himself. I didn't, I didn't hear about that
0: part that part. Okay. I heard about so, the crazy lawsuits about this movie that blew open well, his right. books. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the guy, well yeah, that's the problem. The guy who financed the movie and who gave Clive Custler he pretty much approached Clive Cussler, like to do this movie and buy the rights. He's this he founded like the Regal Theater Chain. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to get his hand in producing. And I think he did a couple of them. And then so Clive was like, you give me all the fucking money you want. And I'll do it. And uh-huh. then the guy was super, super, super conservative. And so he said, no R-rated content. And that meant that they had to okay. cut, like, very, very key plot scenes to the movie. That's interesting. So that, so that it would actually, like, not be rated R. Mm-hmm. And the guy also used this as, like, a money laundering
1: tool. They, they cut a 45-second $2 million scene.
3: <laughs> yeah, was, I can't imagine that was like Tropic Thunder. Like,
1: <laughs> could you it's imagine being like yeah. the pilot that was
2: hired for this movie and being like, This is the craziest thing, this must have got to be like the biggest blockbuster ever. So, they're doing this shit, and then they're just like, Uh, too raw. Yeah.
0: This movie has uh Tropic Thunder written all over it. Where it's like you've got like a two million dollar stunt that doesn't make it through. Jack Black was also originally supposed to be in this yeah. movie. <laughs> he was supposed to be Al Giordano. Um Steve Zahn's Which I thought character. was Yeah, exactly. Um this it just it's like it's a. I I encourage anyone who's who's interested in this movie to look at the Wikipedia page and just look into all the crazy stories behind this movie. Because I feel like there can be multiple documentaries.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously, with all the bribery stuff too. Like yeah, they like bribed the Moroccan government. They literally wrote in the budget like a, a line item <laughs> yeah. for the bribes they were giving out.
1: They were like what the fuck? <laughs> that that was brought up multiple times into to be to one be bribery, but somebody mm. was like, "Oh guys, it wasn't bribery. It was writing it down as a, a line item." Is it was, I think someone was like, hey, this is a meme <laughs> bribery," and then it got opened up, and they were like, "I didn't, no, no, I didn't mean it like that." It was, such... <laughs> but yeah, they paid uh, forty thousand dollars to get a, t- a city in Morocco to delay um, construction on a river so that they could film their river scenes. Some of that's, the scenes in the river. That's maybe. And okay. that's that's what they that's what they uh, so I think there's one twenty thousand yeah. dollars. Ryan's okay with bribes. You hear that guys? There's one payment to <laughs> to like a got a mayor of a town that's the really hairy one. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. even then, logistically paying them forty thousand dollars to a local government to stop their it's uh, fine that that happens all the time. So they paid. They did this in Mar- so apparently this is cool to know. Morocco is one of the most film-friendly countries because you can get yeah. one you can get one permit, and it covers everything. This movie, I don't know if you guys read it anywhere. It might have been in this article. They could not put no animals were harmed during the filming of this movie because they did not hire a U.S. certified like animal consultant to come onto their film. So oh, no. in the scenes when they were doing the jumping from the camels on yeah. the, I don't think any camels yeah. were hurt, but camels don't run very fast. So it was like, one we of don't the know worst, one of the worst <laughs> scenes to film and they, they wouldn't hire somebody. They paid something like $80,000. I think it's in here somewhere.
0: Um, Well, there's a scene where Makane swings on a camel's neck to knock a guy yeah, out. Yeah. I, didn't, I, yeah, like, yeah, a, I thought that was a little dick suspicious. Move to the camel. <laughs> And they spent $2 million on a plane
2: crash that they didn't use. And then they won't even (laughs) fly somebody out to make sure they're not killing these camels. Woof,
1: man. So animals and another. uh... Sorry. $81,000 on camels. $79,000 for riders Mm -hmm. and grooms. $71,000 for horses. $53,000 for stabling and transport. The horse and camel master cost them $51,000, and their on-site veterinarian was $9,000.
2: Veterinarian? <laughs> seriously? God, that's, like the, that's the guy with the most experience, and he got paid one-fifth of the camel <laughs> wrangler.
0: Do you guys think uh, Rain Wilson was, uh, was insulted he got only paid 40000 for this movie, 40. and that was like the, half the price of the
2: camels? <laughs> well, also, Penelope Cruz's hairdresser got Quarter million dollars.
0: Oh, shit. Really? I didn't even notice her hair in the movie. We've never. It was never, under a hat most of the movie. We've never talked about <laughs>
1: the cost of production of a film. And the fact that we got to watch this, yeah I'm happy that we watched this because just Googling this, it really elucidates the whole thing. Like how much money they're spending on stupid shit like gym memberships and hair it tracers, <laughs> which are important.
0: And this is the best example, yeah, because it's like, this is, the, this is one of the few movies where their books are totally open because of the legal case, right? And like, people look at this movie to like, kind of just see what Hollywood accounting is and like, you know, all the shit that goes into it. And I think we, we stumbled into a fascinating case study that may be more interesting than the movie. <laughs> yeah. But can we dive into the movie a little bit here? Because I know there's a lot of really c- cool stuff going on behind the scenes. Um but there is there is a plot we got to pick apart here a little bit guys
3: mm-hmm.
0: um this this movie is like one of the most blatantly american movies and like when i say this is like a dad core movie it is 100% dad core from like a cl- like all the way from the beginning you know you're seeing like a bunch of exo- like quote unquote exotic scenes and stuff and then you see like matthew mcconaughey like playing like you know Led Zeppelin or whatever in the background, something that's like super rock and roll. He emerges out of the thing, and you know he's like Americans kicking ass. It's just it's it's a lot of that energy in the movie, which I think is McCon McConaughey's calling card a little bit. Um, it was his calling card in Reign of Fire for sure.
1: and fuck, I, we got to talk about the plot. But I finally noticed something after four movies that I think mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey holds in power over. Yeah. anyone who tries to cast him, and I'm actually, maybe I'll talk about this later instead. I have to update my mat meter. And Why? My mat meter scoring.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I have to okay. add. I have to add. A my um.
0: Thing. So. To give a spoiler for my mat meter, I won't tell you the number, but when I he checked off already like three boxes within yeah. within the first twenty yeah, minutes yeah. of the movie. Because yeah. let me let me just pull up my note real quick. Uh. In tw- 26 minutes and 20 seconds into the movie, he says, All right, you've got a gratuitous shirtless scene. <laughs> yeah, he did. He said, All right. That's, that, that might round out, round out the score for Jace. You got a gratuitous shirtless scene when he's in the canoe about to save Penelope Cruz. This dude is insanely shredded, man. Good Lord. This- um, so I want to talk about that
2: real quick. Yeah. I completely missed everything you just said when I watched this movie. Huh. Like, I, I sat in front of on the TV man. and I watched the movie. Yeah. I do
0: not know what you are talking about.
3: <laughs> hmm.
0: Ryan, did you watch The Right Sahara? There are Ryan, five other movies named Sahara. <laughs> you Was Matthew McConaughey in your movie? Well, were you watching a 1943 war movie?
2: <laughs> yeah, he's in the corner of my vision normally, so maybe I just...
3: uh
2: <laughs> But seriously, I don't. I do not remember what we're talking about. I don't remember him being shirtless. I don't remember him saying "all right." Do you not I don't remember the remember, fight scene? I uh, don't remember him being in a canoe. <laughs> it,
0: What's what was f- part partially funny about that scene about like where he's where he's scuba diving and jumps in. His opening move is to throw like the scuba fork like eighty feet <laughs> and
3: it goes. No, he didn't throw head. that.
0: He uh, shot it.
1: The, uh, the shoot Okay,
0: it? the yeah, there's this okay, okay.
1: man, Jesus Christ. I'm just gonna be defending this movie the whole Jason. time. The, <laughs> the scene with him in the boat on the water has him yeah, yeah. loading his spear because he's probably actually spear fishing or he has to defend okay. himself from a shark. So
3: he, he shoots, shoots the guy. The guy the scoop sea. <laughs> I thought like he throws fucking this sport. accurate
0: too. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. He's, he's like bullseye. <laughs> I mean, I get he's like a Navy SEAL, and they like, you know, fetishize that a bunch in the movie where he's like, "There's," if you played a drinking game, this movie with how many like hand-to needless hand-to-hand like fights there were. Okay, I can't
1: disregard that. That's true. Cut out all the (laughs) action scenes
2: from this movie, and the (laughs) the rating actually goes up. Like, if you if you cut out every if you cut out every action scene from the movie, I would think it would would be better
0: like they blew it for me yeah Man. like
2: unwatchable
0: you remember this there, there there was a scene where there was like a bunch of people with machine guns and like four times mcconaughey and al like they're sprinting at these dudes with machine guns unarmed they're like ah, and then like tackling them <laughs> while the machine like, gun guy's like shooting around him
2: well Just, i like the scene too where steve's on like runs at the guy the sniper with the
1: sniper rifle he misses. <laughs> he, he, he misses a bunch It cuts to a scene he? where the guy with the sniper rifle is like, is like looking, and he like turn. He goes. He turns around, and then Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn him. pops.
3: <laughs> right <on>? Like right. <laughs> like, it's, it's so funny. He's far from
2: the camera.
0: Okay, I will say Steve Zahn's character uh, provided some nice comic relief uh, oh, for so him. moments. He's here. So good. He was He's
2: one of my favorite he, character actors.
0: It was pretty fun in this movie. Um this movie is, feels basically like an uncharted movie. Um you've got kind of like a wise cracking like sidekick alongside like a suave badass as like the main character. Um treasure hunting and doing ethically questionable things the whole movie. Um isn't but isn't <laughs>
2: why that's that's explained why
0: uh Matthew McConaughey's character is a badass. He's a Navy SEAL. Cuz you see what? like a Ex Navy You seal. see like all the pictures, yeah, you know, it's like showing ship. his decorated stuff, you know. Okay, oh, he's like I didn't meeting get that. the president. Did you watch this movie, Ryan? That was that was I thought saw the you would have loved Bill...
1: that scene. I, I saw that's... the picture
2: of Bill Clinton and William H. Macy.
0: Yeah. Uh but yeah, he's him and um Steve Zahn are, are retired Navy SEALs. So that's why they're like really good combat training and all that shit.
2: Oh, well, I remember Steve Zahn saying the word Navy.
0: Yeah, I, I remember. Thought they're maybe, I thought about, maybe
2: like, that meant like they just like swab decks or something.
1: Ryan, do you dislike this movie because it's within the same sphere of the book you wrote? It's about adventures and boats, and that's why you hate it. <laughs> I think partially. <laughs> I think what
2: actually topic change. That's actually what I was not going to talk about earlier, in that uh, it's the an author's worst nightmare where they come to you and they say, we're going to give you creative control and then mm-hmm. we're going to adapt a movie and you get, you know, to approve the script. And then they bring the script to you and they took out all the shit that you wanted in the movie and you, uh, they go, they go over your head. Like, that's the worst thing. I think that while Clive Custler, is that his name? He's, uh-huh. I think, crazy, right? Like, he's, like, pretty, pretty well known that he's, like, insane. <laughs> but
3: it that, still,
2: <laughs> still is a nightmare right that you have this yeah thing that you hold dearly and it's kind of like your reputation and then you mm-hmm. put your trust in somebody and then they kind of betray your trust so i did not know that until i finished the movie though like
1: Clive Custler's net worth is 120 million million, and they paid him oh, yeah. 10 million for this. Ooh. I think he should have shut up and taken the 10 million dollars if they give you 10% of your net worth to butcher your book. I'd be like yeah, you 10% j-. of my net worth
2: is like 500 bucks.
1: Yeah, but if they were going to give you 10 million dollars,
0: you'd probably be like you could do
1: whatever you want with it.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Defile that's, my That's a different thing. It's like. <laughs> Wipe your ass with it on camera. I don't <laughs> care. Okay, so can we talk about one action scene real quick? Like, like one of the scenes is yeah, you, you got, like, the guy, Rain Wilson, the guy who plays Dwight Schrute, randomly in this movie, which I thought was kind of funny. He's, like, along for the ride, and they're, like, shooting. I guess, like a bunch of, I don't know, like bad guys, I guess. I don't really know their affiliation. I think they're under like the warlord, right? Oh my God. Do I need to explain
1: everything of this movie to you (laughs) as a factor of the the boat scene?
3: you've got hundreds of hours. That's true. Please go ahead with the boat boat scene.
0: Well, not just the boat scene. Yeah, the boat Uh, scene. Wait, maybe it was the boat scene. Fuck. Okay. So, like, (laughs) so they're shooting, and then Rain Wilson's character, who's like kind of like this. like tech secretary nerdy. guy who he's like does a nerdy guy he's donatello and he has like a flare gun and he shoots it straight at this dude in a pickup truck and kills
2: everybody in the pickup truck no no that's not what happens
1: he they shoots drive a the
2: flare gun into the cab. into the pickup truck mm-hmm. yeah and then it nothing happens and there's smoke in the pickup in the cab of the pickup truck and the guy on the machine gun is still shooting at them And the pickup truck is Mm -hmm. still driving, like, competently. And then randomly just drives off a cliff, like, 30 seconds later.
0: Oh, I don't remember that at all. Okay. But he still kills, like, three
3: people.
1: (laughs) It didn't say that he killed... Mm... Getting shot with a flare gun
0: could kill you. But... But it didn't. Yeah, I mean those those guys those guys are dead though. They did They dead. They, dead they, don't, nobody died. Off the cliff. Nobody
1: died in that scene. They drove off a cliff and fell twenty feet into water. One dude was punched into the river, and then the did other guy die in the this okay. whole movie. Yeah, I think like yeah, five there were def- people. It
0: there was all died in a, s- blood it's blood a really
2: sea. small body count for the amount of bullets that were let go. That's true. <laughs> you really?
0: know what was a fucked up one at the end, like. At the end scene, they're, you know, they're doing, like, a montage, like, of, uh, of, like, all this, everything wrapping up, and it's, like, feel good, like, they are playing, like, Steppenwolf or something, and then, like, at the end, they're, like, one more loose end to wrap up, and they're implying that they're, like, poisoning the evil businessman's water. Yeah. They, they, they didn't, you know, they, like, they pour did it in. that.
1: They definitely did that.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, it's still, like, upbeat music, and they just, you don't, you don't see him again, and <laughs> it's, like, wait, what the fuck? I just thought that was a weird, dark turn, like, in all of the other Happy montages, He's like, and the business guy gets poisoned. <laughs> Fuck this guy.
1: You know, I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they tied him up. Like, they got rid of him. He was going to destroy the world. But at the I same time... I don't necessarily like the
2: the plot device that this movie uses. Like, that exact one. A montage at the end of the movie to wrap up your movie? like usually a montage is to like set up something
1: so, i actually want to pitch a separate opinion to that because i think or what to, to dally's point i think it's <laughs> actually more fucked up that they killed him than anything uh-huh. um because he and i was i was just thinking about this it comes back to a a topic we just covered. He is someone who's trying to innovate in the sphere of technology. And he is attempting to create a technology that Mm -hmm. gets, if you just take it at face value, that gets rid of toxic waste. Yeah. He's doing it in this power. He's in, he's in this country because it's unregulated, which means he's kind of at the whim of this warlord Kazim, who he's bribing with guns and interacting within his country. Um, and We actually find out, when he finds out that there are toxins leaching from his underground storage chamber, he goes to the warlord and he's like, dude, we gotta stop. Mm -hmm. We gotta stop doing this. But the warlord's like, Yeah, he does the right thing. He's like, no, we're making money. And from that, I gain that people, different countries are sending them toxic waste to be destroyed in this unregulated country which is making them both the money but the the business guy who has been a part of all this fucked up stuff is like whoa dude we gotta stop we're gonna literally kill everybody that's what we're trying not to do and he's like Uh are you telling me how to run my country and you're kind of it's kind of implied that he's like eves i'll kill you
3: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) i'll
0: fucking kill you
1: so yeah i guess he was a good guy
0: it was not a good guy morally i mean he did do yeah yeah he did so. He was the good shit. guy, you guys. He was the good guy, but he wasn't. He wasn't the worst guy. He wasn't the I worst know, guy. So the, I'm wondering why he they was tried the fourth to kill him. Ninja Turtle. <laughs> he was more like, like, I could see like someone like Elon Musk doing something like this, where it's just like you fucked up and you're trying to like fix it, and maybe you don't quite believe in he didn't tweet about it. like. Yeah, he did <laughs> because he was like, "Oh no, it's fine," and they're trying to tell him it's it's bad and. You know, he didn't really believe into the water leaching into the, the river and shit. And then he gets poisoned. Down.
2: Like, put a tarp down.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> under the, just to stop under the, the le- toxic waste. Put it in a different room. Put it not directly inside the river. <laughs> like seriously, is, isn't that the craziest thing? They're like, yeah, we
2: got all those toxic waste just sitting here for some reason during dust storms, but there's not a dust storm right now, and. uh it's just sitting in this underground cave.
3: That's yeah, store material now. The, is
2: I know, but they're, but they're like, let's take it from this like, super, super advanced uh, facility and let's put it in this cave. And that, like, that, yeah, that was Jason, so weird.
0: I just remembered that this business guy was using slave labor from the Civil War to fu- to his workers. Yeah, <laughs> he, no, he definitely
1: suck. <laughs> he does he does suck. I'm. just...
0: Yeah, Ryan reminded me of the cave, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, wait, he he did he use does slave labor. he does
1: <laughs> capture Penelope Cruz, hold her hostage, and then he sends yeah Dirk and Al handcuffed in the back of a
0: he did try truck. to execute he did people. deserve yeah. to yeah. die okay. he no he to he's, okay this guy sucks fuck this <laughs> <You> guy <laughs> <laughs> we we litigated him so <laughs> proceed Ryan yes
2: <laughs> did you guys uh notice the weird. Speechless henchman guy who would just show up randomly over Matthew McConaughey's shoulder and like start fighting him. Yeah, was I was I having, Wait, a, was I having a fever dream?
1: No, is assassin. Did have, did, or
2: did that the world's worst assassin?
1: Yeah, not a good one. Yeah,
2: he would pop the guy in the ropes. up. So in this movie, yeah, in this movie, uh, you knew he was a bad guy because this movie was made in two thousand five and he was wearing a turban, and he would mm-hmm. randomly pop up over. One of the, <laughs> over one of the characters' shoulders and just start fighting them, like wherever he was, it reminded me so much of Ball Man. Do you remember, <laughs> Wait, remember Ball Remember was this superhero we came up with a few weeks ago. I remember the, Ball the, Man. The I, idea, I really guy, yeah, I didn't the it. idea <laughs> is that the Ball Man can turn into a ball, ball and be and, him, <laughs> and go places. And one of your ideas was like he could assassinate people by like being ball rolls the, in. the 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 baseball at a first pitch you know <laughs> yeah. and like a celebrity or like a political person is throwing the first pitch at a at a baseball game and all of a sudden that ball turns into a human and like assassin this guy just you. keeps popping it like ha This guy so much of this this guy would appear out of nowhere like for absolutely no reason might be like four or five times in the movie and just start fist fighting people like Remember Penelope Cruz? He was introduced, and he fought and lost to Penelope Cruz. And Penelope Cruz is getting a bag out of her Jeep. She stands up, and this guy's right over her shoulder. He fought and and lost to
1: Matthew McConaughey.
2: And then he goes later, and he pops up again and fights, like, starts fist fighting them. And then in the climax, on top of the solar plant, he pops up when they're getting in the hurricane or the hurricane with they're getting in a helicopter and uh he, <laughs> get, up, he twist, pops up he pops up and does the same exact thing to matthew mcconaughey and fist fights matthew mcconaughey and loses and
0: the there's the
2: literally no He'll other information about this about this character like was he related to the plot like was was what was it was, was he a henchman of somebody yeah he's because there were henchman. no establishment we'll that
1: at what point? You hated this, this is movie why so much that important. you didn't pay attention. They talk about it <laughs> when Eves and Kazim have lunch.
0: Right. Jace has an unfair advantage because he's been watching this every year since 2005. And I remember that no, lunch I, scene, I, I agree. but was I the agree. dude...
1: I agree. You're the right. They don't man? cover it very well. They say, your man <laughs> failed to kill them or whatever. And he was like, yeah, he'll take care of it. It's so very vague. Every time I, I I have this movie so ingrained in my head that I'm like, I know exactly what they talked about it. And then I think about it, it's like, wow, those are really vague. They did that really vaguely.
0: <laughs> so, Jace, for our watch-along audience, do you uh-huh. mind just posting your contact information on here so people can text you and kind of walk them through? <laughs> yeah, some parts absolutely. Of the <laughs> because you have been so far our uh, our concierge or like, guiding I, us through this I think movie. I've had no
1: no in-depth knowledge of
0: anything throughout 20
1: throughout 14 episodes and Sakara comes along and I'm like
0: <laughs> I know every single character's arc by heart. <laughs> uh um could we talk about maybe just the the very conclusion of this movie and then move into our our ratings here?
2: I don't conclusion of the movie
0: well the conclusion of the movie and uh the conclusion of the movie jace you probably remember as well um is the the warlords in the helicopter he's like surrounding and he gets shot (laughs) he's surrounding our gang inside the ironclad which they found and then they decide to use like the ship's 150 year old cannon and perfectly line it up to shoot a helicopter which is fucking insane like i can't do that like battlefield like the xbox game where you're trying to shoot like using a tank to shoot like a helicopter (laughs) so i can't do that in a video but to do that in real life with a civil war cannon, i don't know well that's that's not the yeah
2: pretty pretty but you said he's a navy seal right
0: so that's sorry yeah you're right you're right that's me just being dumb again this movie has is airtight (laughs) Um and then uh i just thought the ending of this movie like the conclusion was like the most American thing ever, which is like arbitrarily pick a random side in a civil war just because it profits you and then don't really care about the long term implications and potentially destabilize the country even further. <laughs> because he like chooses the side of these rebels. You don't really know anything about them, and then gives them a bunch of money and resources and helps them defeat the the standing government. I don't know, man. I was just like it's as American as it gets, man. I was like, time I hope and that time works time out. Again. <laughs> That seems like our winning formula.
1: This is a story about a hero. They set up a common enemy. It's just
0: weird because they use geopolitics. Well, yeah, the strength the strength of this movie is it's uh airtight geopolitical uh, implications. Uh well, speaking of strengths guys, do you want to do you want to get into uh Macan meters? Armacon nominators? Macown meter. I think it's about that time. Sure. Ryan, you look like you're ready to you're bursting at the seams. You wanna you wanna get into the
2: Bacominometer? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think my
0: review of this movie is that
2: I, I was very underwhelmed. Right. Now hold down, partner. This is this is the Bacanaheim meter. Yeah, I'm going Not there. Not the movie,
3: but okay. Okay. I'm going okay. there. All
2: right. Hold on, partner. I just I'm just trying to reel you in. Here you go. Yeah, I was <laughs> Steve Zahn was my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh Matthew McConaughey did not do it for me. Oh. Like, you could have you put anybody else in there, and I think maybe it might have worked a little bit better. Like, what... I didn't believe that he was a badass, really. Uh, I didn't... Mm-hmm. I don't remember a single line in the entire movie that he said, and he wasn't all that, like, suave... Right? Because, like, he puts the moves on Penelope Cruz a couple times. But he doesn't really, like... He I thought the have Monterey that...
0: Bay line was pretty good. I don't even know what but you're He's like, about. I know a certain lady who lives in the Monterey <sighs> Bay, you know? And then he's like... <laughs> he's like, mind if I come... I forgot he, like, flips it some way, and she's like, oh, you, you've already asked, or something, and it totally works. And I was like, okay, that's a pretty smooth line that, that he used. That was smooth.
1: It was good.
2: I know the scene now. I really didn't like that. I did not think that it worked. I didn't think it was smooth at all. Cause they had he had to explain it like four times. He's like, I know someone who lives in Monterey. And she's like, <laughs> Oh really? And he's like, Yeah. And she has a house there. And she's like, Oh, does she? And he's
1: like Right? Yeah. It's the nuance of two people having a conversation with connotation. And if I ask her, I ask her nicely, she might it. invite me
2: over. And she's like, hmm, could she? And he's like, yeah. And if I ask again, you might be able to come with. And she's like, whoa, that would be awesome. That like, It didn't have the zing and the snap to it like that I would associate with someone being smooth. Took well, for James forever. and I were talking took, like, yeah. it took a long time. And uh, This is why they're... when,
1: Denali, when you and I did the log, the logger in the, the, the forest ranger scene, Ryan was like, Do mm-hmm. you guys, what's going on? Ryan needs something literal.
3: He's <laughs> like,
0: where, where's the lady? Who's the lady they're talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Who's talking about Monterey Bay? Wasn't it the place she lives at? She
2: has a house. You don't need to ask somebody else. She already has a house
0: there. Why don't you go with this lady that you have chemistry with? Who's this other lady? I don't understand the laws of seduction.
2: I haven't had to seduce my way in a long time, all right? Have, maybe that, Have we ever had a gears survey? The gears need a little bit of oil in them, all right.
0: Right. The first of seduction is uh, painstaking connotations <laughs> through metaphor. Oh,
2: I'm so literal. It's be I'm really just, sexy. <laughs> you cannot. You can't dance around me, like. Uh, well, you can very easily. Let's put.
3: <laughs> I'm as still
2: as oh, a redwood over there. <sighs>
3: <laughs> it's just like, hey, on. I know
1: somebody hitting on Ryan. Hey, I know somebody with a house in New York. Okay, <laughs> I'm
3: as stiff as a redwood. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> Did it work?
3: <sighs>
2: I'm trying to salvage this.
0: Hey. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry. Go on, Ryan. Sorry. I think. We-
2: I think that this movie really underwhelmed me. I think that's just it. Like I think I'm gonna okay. give Matthew McConaughey probably a four, mostly due mm-hmm. to poor quality, right? Like he and also he wasn't in every scene. He was in probably two thirds of the scenes. So volume down, quality pretty darn low for me. And he wasn't that Matthew. Mm-hmm. Like he said, yeah, I don't know. So I'm I'm I can't even like talk about it. All that, all that seriously anymore. I'm, would I give it a three, a
0: four? You already lost the interest in your. I'm own I'm going school. to a three. I'm going <laughs> to a three. Okay, you're doing three. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fair, Ryan. I think you brought up some fair points. Jace, take her away.
1: Okay, I brought this up earlier. I've had to add an additional section to my Macamonometer, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. uh I don't know if you've realized every single movie. Ben Affleck, I feel like every time we're introduced to him in a movie, we we just get a scene with Ben as the character that he is. Matthew McConaughey at the table for being pitched a screen, he puts his feet up and he's like, how are you going to introduce my character? And they're like, what? What?" (laughs) And He's like, you have 10 seconds to tell me how you're going to introduce my character or I walk out of this room. We have him- okay, the fighting scene, yeah, it establishes that he's in the in the in the film, but his real right. scene of us being able to find out who he is is him coming up out of the water in a diving suit on top <laughs> of a, on top of a casket, and he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, after a seven hundred and eighty nine year date with the bottom of the ocean, King Buckteet, and everyone's like, ah! <laughs> we have like he's a he's a super cool photographer and um ghost of girlfriends past i i think based on his introduction to the film i will i will be adding i will be giving a zero or i will be adding a point point. and this makes it easier because i previously okay. only had four other uh independent point options so from now on i'm gonna to have to be looking at how he's introduced to movies because i think it's probably better than most of everyone else we've ever seen or more over the top with like you're like
0: oh, <laughs> shit i love that criteria dude like because yeah he has some really good intros to some of these movies rain of fire's intro was probably right? the best intro i've seen for that's what i'm thinking so it's like coming out of the tank and his speech yeah
2: yeah if 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 you would have told me that Ben Affleck would have been subtle by comparison to our next actor, I would have probably not believed you. <laughs> but Matthew McConaughey's head is so far up his own ass that I feel like <laughs> that's a very probable, Jace, that he has to have a
0: grand entrance. I'm here for it. I'm here for the grand entrances. Can go ahead, Chase. It. He's sniffing um, his own
2: brand.
1: So I'm I'm gonna give two you guys have talked me down a bit. Uh, I was riding a bit of a high, but I'm still on the upper end of the spectrum. I'm going to give them, I'm going to give Matt an 8 out of 10 for, uh, on the Macamonometer. Uh, his hair in this movie of the four Whew. that we've seen is the best out of all of them. He monologues very well on topic in the film. Uh, he has that cool, but technically oh, false yeah. scene with the angel wings when he presents them to Penelope Cruz. And that was just hot. Uh, He has every time he talks about (laughs) every time he talks about the battleship is really good. So monologuing is great. He said, all right, I previously wasn't giving that point. So I would have given him a seven if you didn't Mm -hmm. tell me that he said, uh, all right. And there, there are plenty of scenes where he uh, stares at the camera. So he's, he's hit his mark there. So you are right with the the technical eight. Yeah. With the two separate storylines of, Volume, I can give him a reduction there. Confident there. And then uh, I can take one off for quality because I can see some of the, the points that you're making. But I think we'll get into it when I give my movie review that um, I think with the humor that they went with and his ability. I don't think him and Penelope Cruz had good chemistry at all. I thought, no. I thought no. those I were the thing, two like, leads.
2: And they started dating after this movie. Really? Yeah. In real life? Yeah. And the director was like, after one day on set, I knew that they had chemistry.
0: Just not while the camera was rolling. They must yeah, have not what filmed the fuck? It. Where was yeah. it? But uh, him- That must have been the conservative stuff they cut out. Like, maybe they actually had some really good chemistry, and they just, like, didn't show and it. You
1: saucy. He convinced me thoroughly, uh, so this is where we differ, he convinced me thoroughly that he was uh, a fun adventure hero that was good at everything that he was going to be doing. And that's what I was expecting from the movie, because I've seen it before. So, um, mm. in the realm of,
0: of knowing how the movie played out, I think I'm giving him an eight. All right, eight. That was a good, good presentation of argument, Jace. Um... And with that, I think I'm probably going to end up shooting down the middle between you guys a little bit here. Um, he's going to get a six from me, and I'll tell you why here. Okay, so he's he's hit the marks, right? He's he. I got an all right out of him. I got uh, the gratuitous shirtless scene out of him, um, and I also got some really great McConaughey talking about bullshit, staring off into space out of him, because like. Every time he's talking about the ship where he's like, oh, the crashed Civil War ship, you know, banked off the coast of West Africa. Like, he's talking about all this stuff. I was, like, totally immersed in what he's saying. So he can talk about garbage all day long. And they they really utilized him for this role um, for that reason. But um, kind of like Ryan was saying, like, the quality was was kind of like, up and down for me i think he was utilized well in some scenes um you know i did i did i thought he was he was like an adventurer badass but other times he was seemed kind of bland in the in the movie um he he might have been replaceable in the movie i don't know um and the other aspect too is like yeah he's he's not in it enough he's not utilized enough in the movie he's not even really a draw for the movie i feel um there's too much other bullshit going on with side characters and fucking long tracking shots and needless action scenes. Like he doesn't give McConaughey room to breathe, uh, so he's not utilized well in, in this movie. Uh, Jace brought up the chemistry between him and Penel- Penelope Cruz. Yeah, that was pretty dang lackluster. I would say like the chemistry was one way, <laughs> where he was feeding her really smooth lines. The cl- the angel wing clamshell line I thought was was pretty slick but I felt like her character wasn't involved in the chemistry at all. She was just kind of there. They didn't really give her any opportunities, I felt. Well, that's um, also so, yeah. one
2: downside of casting Penelope Cruz.
0: <laughs> Ryan doesn't like Penelope Cruz. Someone doesn't like Vanilla Sky. Um, that's literally what I was about to say, is she also <laughs> almost
2: tanked Vanilla Sky.
0: Oh, thank God, it be- because it really soared. <laughs> Otherwise... Uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a six for me uh, for the McCon meter, not bad, but not great. Alrighty, guys, let's wrap this up with the movie meter.
2: Okay, so starting back at the front of the hitting order, yeah. Okay, I did not like this movie. I'm just gonna go. So I didn't like it. So that's we're talking five and under. Um, okay. I don't think right. it was well it's out there. I don't think it was well made um The nothing really was creative. There were two or three creative shots in the entire movie, and most of them I can't remember. The one I do remember is like one silhouette shot of like a gravesite, and the flashlight scene was kind of cool. It was very Twin Peaks esque, and you could tell that someone told them like we need to have this cool flashlight scene in. And I, there, a lot of movies have it where there's like it's dark all over the place, and you see like a small flashlight. And that's kind of cool. And the director was like, "Yeah, let's fucking do that." And he just like shot it. It's like, well, there was nothing going on in that like in that scene except it was the only scene in the entire movie that happens at night. I think, by the way, Uh, did you guys know that half of the day is night? Like, days are generally bisected. You know, half of them when the sun is up, and the other half the sun is not up. And did they just? Did they just
0: chill? You lost me.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: did
2: did they just chill for the entire twelve hours of the day that the sun wasn't up? Like
0: you just talk about all the night scenes, like it, it, it's, it's
2: it's like an adventure movie, right? And so yeah, there's, there's supposed to be like intrigue and they're supposed to be going places, like rushing places. We got to get places. I think they got a solid like eleven hours of sleep every single night on the rig. because. <laughs> Like there were maybe there's one scene that happened that night. I, it, just, it was very weird to me that the editing of this movie, they would just jump from scene to scene. And often there were like, no transitions or explanation. And you were wondering like, where the fuck is Matthew McConaughey like right now? Like where, like, where is he? And some of the funny stuff I could was fine. Like Steve Zahn was great. I like Steve Zahn a lot. He was good. Even the, the plot line that happened back in some other part where they're talking to other Americans. So it wasn't in America, but it was like some embassy. American embassy. With like Rain Wilson. That was okay. Um, there were interior scenes that were shot with green screen. Which was really, really strange. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a three. It's not doing nothing. It's not doing... It's literally... <laughs> this movie did not do anything well, I don't think. And it did a lot of things bad. If they cut the movie in half and made Sahara 1 and Sahara 2, they'd probably both be like four or five. But if you trying to put them in one movie, it's, it's got to be a three. Um, it was completely an incoherent S. And my favorite, so I read the Roger Ebert um, review, and he said his, his description of the movie is, the description is the criticism like and that's perfect. <laughs> if you try to describe this movie to somebody, like you'll understand why it's not a very good movie.
0: Like my synopsis that made no sense. And I I feel like yeah. You say the premise, it's like uh oh hold on, let me back up again. <laughs> there's this virus or there's this pollutant. Uh wait, let me back up again. There's a civil yeah. war thing. Yeah. I I there's the first
2: like 7 minutes of the movie is completely incoherent. And then About eight minutes into the movie, I was like, is this a zombie movie? Like, I (laughs) I actually had to ask, like, is this a zombie movie? And I went on IMDb and, like, checked the synopsis to make sure it wasn't a zombie movie. Because I thought, like, I was totally going to be blown away and on for a different kind of ride than I had originally booked Passage for. But imagine this as, like, a a National Treasure an Indiana Jones movie. Like, it would be okay. Just just look for the fucking... Just look for the freaking boat
0: <laughs> all right fair enough that's a three from ryan not a great score he didn't like this movie now jace i'm curious about your review now i don't want you to be influenced by ryan's low score because i know you've seen this movie a few times
3: mm-hmm.
0: you've developed your own opinion over the years it's fine when we disagree it's fine that we disagree it's okay
1: <laughs> yeah i am going to stab you the next time that i see you in person but for <laughs> insulting his favorite do. movie, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, I do have. I actually have gripe. I have. I think I'm. I'm definitely more impressed with it. the. I think Matt did well in it. I think overall, mm-hmm. uh, I could separate my enjoyment from the ho- score. It's going to be a lot higher than yours. I'm. I'll play it, say it now. I'm going to give the movie a seven. Uh, I think. I don't think it did anything wrong in the basic hero going on a national treasure-esque hunt. Um, Some of the things that I did, and honestly, I think the money sunk into this movie and that they lost $70 billion is fucking hilarious. (laughs) That might actually give it a point. The fact that it was so poorly made is like, (laughs) it's something I can get behind. Um, so it kind of disappoints me to hear that in the first like seven minutes you didn't like it because I thought one of the shots you would, would like and knowing that you like Steve Zahn in it is that there's that whole, I'm going to call it an establishing shot where we go through and you see and you literally learn and you have to really pay attention. You learn everything that you need to know about Matthew McConaughey and Steve Zahn's characters and how well they work together. I like that scene because their chemistry was so good. In the film, um, I thought there were too many. We've talked about it before, where you could like establish, uh, you can establish an angle for when you're switching between characters who are talking. I really didn't like that this movie did the the back and forth. Like he's talking, she's talking, he's talking, she's talking, he's talking, she's talking. It's like just put them. They they switched multiple times too. It depended on the context. Like in the boat scene, we just had the shot on the two characters having the conversation. Uh, but then there were a lot of um, shot changes in between scenes that I didn't like. The, uh, I know it's a fun adventure flick, you like dad, uh, dadcore. I didn't like a lot of the music, um, which is, this movie actually, I think won an award for the uh, score.
2: No uh, way. The guy, it's very James Bond-esque.
1: The guy that did the score is, is actually really very, you should look him up. You guys would, Know more about who it is, um so I thought that every time that they did like did the music, I was like, not really feeling this song in this moment, and I think that kind of comes back to like the maybe the Americanness of it, so that brought it down a bit for me mm-hmm. um, but I've seen it enough times that I thought like besides the fact that the plots don't totally intersect, you know i I think it was a weird, unique way to bring Matthew McConaughey's character who is looking for this one specific thing and a way for him to find it. Uh, I think they did good in the world building. Like you obviously have to take liberties with what you're believing is happening in the world, but they established it. I think every time you're like, every time you could ask, well, that doesn't make any sense. They're like, well, but this is why it kind of happened. This movie has probably Mm. the scene where he's, uh, which goes to the creative control thing where they took it out. Uh, there's the plane in the desert and they just got off the back of the truck and they happen upon a oh, plane yeah. <laughs> that's crashed. It's really big in the book. They completely skirted over it, but you can see a dead body in the background, uh, the skeleton in the background and they fix oh, up the plane. I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's one of the adventurers from, I guess from the, um, from the book <laughs> that scene is my favorite is like for what it from being young is one of the most iconic like adventure fun cool mm-hmm. scenes I can ever think of where they fix the plane and he's he's holding yeah, on to the awesome. rope and they're just <laughs> shooting across the desert every time I get to that I think it's a joy to watch I think it's kind of creative um, so overall my impressions of the movie are good I would watch it again but you do you I've seen it enough times throughout my life to know what's happening and when I listen to you guys describe it, I, I when I think back, it's it's pretty vague. But I enjoyed it. So uh, there are some knocks to the movie, but I'm gonna give it a thumbs up.
0: That's fair enough. All right, thumbs up. You said you gave it a you gave it a seven. Seven, yeah. All righty. And once again, I think I'm gonna split you guys. Uh, I think I'm gonna shoot this at a at a five. Um, at the end of the day what I'm looking at is do, did I enjoy the movie did I have fun watching it was I was I happy with how I used my time? Um, and honestly it was kind of up and down for this movie man like because it was some fun parts like what Jay said the playing scene was super fun some of McConaughey's like hamming it up and, and doing some ridiculous shit that was kind of fun to watch too but I think this movie could have really benefited from a good edit like if you got a crackpot team of editors and maybe chop this movie down a little bit 90 minutes, I think, would have been a lot better for this for a movie like this. There was in the movie, there was a huge fucking dip, dude. Like, I was like, oh God, like, how much longer is this? And I look at it, and it's like an hour left. Um, yeah. but I think there was, <laughs> it's in pieces. You, you rearrange some of that shit. I think there's a good movie in here. Um, And we've watched movies before, like Paycheck and Surviving Christmas, where it's apparent that the production was a fucking mess. You can tell from how much of the mess the movie is that, like, behind the scenes, it was even worse. And I think this is an example of that. Um, Just from the plot, just from the way the things didn't make sense in the movie, um, I could tell that it was a nightmare to film. (laughs) Um, But overall, like, yeah, if you're bored on a fucking Sunday and just want a brainless movie to watch, yeah, maybe watch Sahara. Uh, if you're really, really, like, can't wait for the Uncharted movie to come out, uh, maybe watch this one. This is about as close as you can get. It's like a modern-day Indiana Jones, I guess. Um, or if you're looking for, like, a dadcore movie full of uh, classic rock hits <laughs> and uh, a bunch of uh, bunch of Tom Clancy bullshit, I guess, um, you know, watch Sahara. So it- it's going to be straight down the middle for me. Not the worst movie I've seen. Not the best. Uh, it's I, you know. <laughs> That's a fine. I agree with
3: that. Yeah, it's fine. That's fair.
0: but I'm glad I watched it because this movie has been on my list for a while. I remember seeing like threads on Reddit, people are like, "Oh, this movie's actually underrated. Like, oh, it's it's not bad." And maybe that's that's people like uh, like Jace who maybe saw it when they were younger and like enjoyed it, <laughs> or maybe, maybe they maybe were they're just not as much of a nitpickers as as we are. Um, not
2: that I'm a nitpicker. I don't think. I hmm. really don't think it's that like. I really want to give credit to the people who really deserve it. And isn't the the director of this movie is the son of the
0: CEO slash dictator of Disney? Well, there goes our fold into Disney Plus, Ryan. Thanks a lot.
2: (laughs) Michael Eisner's son. I think his name is Breck, right?
0: Or Brick? Or yeah, Brant or yeah, something, Bre- Bre- Breck Eisner. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's the son of uh, Michael Eisner, the CEO or one-time CEO, of the product,
3: the okay. president of Disney. So yeah, he's and it was his first movie. Nepotism. This is his first yeah. movie,
2: right? So they they just hand him like the 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 coaching the coaching jacket, and I don't think that really was a good idea. Maybe he needs somebody who can wrangle a really complex script and A-list actors and a fussy novelist well know? yeah
1: when we talk about Maybe. that we talk about the movie being two hours long like how long do you think this movie would have had to been for Custler to be like you've covered enough of my material for me to be happy with it and is that the right. root cause of the lawsuit do you think yeah i think I that mean... was
0: part of it they sued each other too like it was like a whole thing of uh, they accused, Cus- accused Custler of shitting on the movie before it came out and, like, fucking up his marketing and stuff because he was mad about how they did it. Um, so I think, like, it ended up in, like, a draw, like, where they just kind of exchanged money and that was it, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, and the other event, like, do it two different movies. If you, have, if you really want, they're doing that to Dune. If you think your stuff is so good that you don't want to lend over creative control, take the Dune
0: treatment. The thing is, is this movie was supposed to be the inaugural shot of a bunch of Dirk Pitt movies that were supposed to come out.
2: Yeah, um, right? So, so then why are you so stressed about sandwiching all in one movie? Like That's what tanked the movie. If you yeah, want to right. come up with a series of Dirk Pitt novel, or movies, <laughs> then actually come out with a series of Dirk Pitt movies and actually go into it and maybe make money on one of them.
0: Yeah. I heard a rumor that because this movie tanked so bad, Clive Cussler was like, no more movies (laughs) about my books.
3: Mm -hmm. Which is a shame.
0: Like, I could... Yeah, he was pretty old. He was like 88, I think, when he died. Um, But like, there is a good movie in here. And like, this movie does have like a cult following. There's like a a good amount of people who still really like this movie. And I think with a good edit, you could have actually had a pretty decent, like mid-2000s fun action movie.
2: Well, can can I I pop the question? Oh my god are we are we at yeah. some point going to do a fan edit of a of a movie? We need to pick a movie that we think is way too long that could be good and mm. cut it down.
0: It's inevitable that we're gonna do this like a la topher grace's uh fan edit of, of the Star Wars and the Lord of the Rings movies or the right. hot movies um shit i mean i I edit our shit
2: well right um, so. I mean get somebody get somebody in here who's not attached to the studio or who has to get the novelist's approval on things cut every Penelope Cruz scene that you can not not against her personally <laughs> but like because her plot didn't make sense at all cut everything out that happened at the solar energy plant hmm. and just make this movie yeah. about finding a boat
0: I really want to do this <laughs> I really want to make a fan edit of just the boat shit, like the just the treasure hunting parts, and you can cut out pretty much all the boring shit. I think just by doing what Ryan said, like the yeah. three of us could create a panel and to create Sahara Ultimate Cut, the fan edit.
1: We have yeah, to film that any extra money. source material. Yes, yeah. or okay. we we can <laughs> we can
2: do the dub and the foleying for like the scenes where we don't want the audio because there's there's sometimes where in this movie where you'll be watching a scene and a background character will yell out like plot points. So during the boat battle, there, there's this battle scene where like Matthew McConaughey is on a boat on a speedboat, battling the,
1: the Panama the, scene was great.
2: Yeah, they're, they're battling <laughs> other boats. By the way, at what point do boats sink? And they and the the, the bad guys are on a loudspeaker, like yelling out
1: plot points. We're Were looking for the doctor. We're looking for the doctor. (laughs) The doctor named this this person. We (laughs) turn your boat off to capture them.
0: (laughs) We can do a Sahara edit. I feel like we owe Paycheck a good edit too. Um, Here's the thing about edits, though. Like, fucking uh, Ben Affleck, he edited the town in three days. He took it from a two and a half hour movie to like the whatever ninety minute movie he created, and it was it was good. Like he did a three day edit. Just fucking on a whim probably. And so someone couldn't do that for this movie with that with that gigantic budget. Like I bet right. you they just it gave uh Ben Affleck probably just like a, a happy meal or something or just a couple of like They locked know, him
1: in a room with a, a monitor TV monitor. The computer is yeah. in another room, so he can't disconnect the TV. They're like, You have a wireless mouse and a computer monitor that is the wall. Fix
0: the movie.
3: <laughs> it's, it's like, like ah.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. Well, That was Sahara, guys. Um, You know, I'm glad we saw this movie. This is a a, a pretty, uh, in my mind at least, a a pretty iconic Matthew McConaughey movie. Um, What are we thinking for next week?
1: We have to go up based on our cumulative overall score. Although the standard deviation is high for movie rating, our our trajectory Mm -hmm. should be well scored. Ups
0: and downs. What you said there, Jace, could have been a Matthew McConaughey bullshit speech right there. I feel like if you added a draw, standard deviation
1: is high, but I think... We gotta we, go up because a standard deviation go, on this film. We gotta, we go, gotta go, go way wrong, up.
0: Wrong. You know? <laughs> That's the beauty of these things. You wanna go rom-com? I'm feeling a movie with good chemistry. I don't, Darn it. Does he have
1: a good rom-com?
0: Well, this guy in 10 days is as good as it's gonna get. Have you seen it? No i have um i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> it was good okay okay all right we're in we're we in for out. how to lose a guy in 10 days in. we gotta we gotta do this because yeah at least two dips into mcconaughey's rom-com phase because that's such a critical phase in, in his career to get it you know ghosts you gotta of get girlfriend's two Past does
2: not count it was a yeah, that was just a though. shit like,
0: movie well, the thing is, it's it's at 2009, so we got a, a, a sample at the end phase. But now we're getting a sample at, like the mid phase. Oh, we took of the a rom-com. core. Yeah, we took They're a like... core of the end phase. Mm. But now we can take a core of like right in the meat of the rom com. Yeah. Um,
2: okay, let's do it.
0: All righty, let's do it. I'm stoked, guys. We're gonna get a we're gonna get a good. It's been a long time since I've seen since I've seen this movie. So um, I'm gonna watch it with fresh eyes. We're gonna enjoy another. Uh... <laughs> another foray to McConaughey. Thanks for joining us this week. Let us know what you thought about Sahara. Uh, hit us up on our Twitter, uh, at GBGBs1. Uh, give us a follow, a subscribe, tell your grandma about us. Uh, tell your, your grandpa who, wants, who reads Clive Kessler novels about us and tell him to check out the episode about Sahara. Uh, he might send us an angry, angry letter. He'd be um, happy with but
2: It'll be through the snail mail, so it will be yeah, here we, for we, a long
0: time. <laughs> we'll get the PO box set up uh, but thanks for, for, for watching guys join us next week with how to lose a guy in 10 days